Have you ever walked into a movie theater and wondered, what smells like an arboreal dwelling fur monster? You might, after learning about the strange scent this fuzzy forest creature makes as it travels from tree to tree, on this episode of Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. That's for you. And I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And we're going to talk about my favorite class. Right? Oh, it's your favorite class. Yeah. Right? Mammalia? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was worried. Your... <laughs> uh, you made me second guess if mammal was the class. Well, it's just like way, really not specific. We've talked about this before. Um, you said you like fish. Well, I like... You like the underground fish. I mean, by ground, I mean the deep the, sea the fish. The water. I like, yeah, the weird stuff under... Yeah, and I said, I'm a mammal man. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now we're at your favorite class. Yes. Uh, and more my favorite, specifically... My favorite class was astronomy, just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but we're talking about a mammal. It's pretty unique. Yeah, I've got, I've got your... Uh, Got your classification here, your taxonomy, if you will. All right, let's hear it. All right, so you have, I'll, I'll give you three guesses on which kingdom it's in. Ugh. Three? Only three? <laughs> I think that's all of them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Is it? Yeah, it is. Wait, isn't it? What about fungus? I thought that was the third one. There's animals, plants, and fungus, right? I think there's something... Bacteria? Is yeah, that one? I think so. Okay, anyway. Kingdom Animalia. Phylum Chordata, because it has a spine. Class Mammalia, as we already established. Uh, its order is Carnivora. So all carnivorous mammals are in the order Carnivia, Carnivora. The family is Viveridae. Nice. Two Vs in a row, I'm pretty sure, in that word, right? No, V-I-V. Oh, and then E R R A I D A E, and those are medium-sized mammals, and they basically look like lemur cats. And then the genus is Arcticus. Neat. It's Roman. It's a Roman gladiator. <laughs> um, I would love to know why it's called called that. Sounds like it's you know Arctic. I, I'd love to tell you, but it's not Arctic at all. <laughs> um, and the species is Binturong. Mm-hmm. Did we even say what this animal was? We haven't. Well, it's called, you know, the it, Binturong. It's called the Binturong. Most of the time. Yeah. It's also called the bear cat. But that's a misnomer because it's neither a bear nor a cat. But you could make an argument that it looks like yeah. both of them to put it together. It does. It looks similar to them. And I think it's simil- It's in the same family as a fossa, maybe? Or is it just weasels? No, that yeah, the, fu- the fossa, fusa? I only remember that from Madagascar. Yeah. Uh, that's in the, like, the uh, badger weasel area. This is in the weasel, I thought. I don't think so. All right. We'll find out. This is th- this is more related to the cat. Anyway, picture, if you have the energy, <laughs> a big black raccoon. Yeah, kind of, yeah. With a big furry monkey's tail. It's got a longer torso and a bit, yeah, a long furry tail. And its face is very raccoonish. Yes. Yeah, long body, short legs, very thick fur, kind of like badger fur. It has a prehensile tail. So that mean, prehensile means it, it can grab things. 
um, like branches and your throat and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and the tail is usually almost as long as the body. So it's a pretty long tail. Very strong, sharp claws. Uh, they can weigh up to 71 pounds or some amount of kilograms. That's a big. I it's, did, it's very heavy. It, it's the hev- I think it's the largest of its family. There's right? one more that's larger than it, and it's like in Africa. It's the African, like, Civetus or something like that. I forgot what the, the species is called, but there's like a whole whole genre of them. Um, I mean, this is like a bear that's really good at moving around trees. Yeah, despite being really good at moving around trees, uh, it moves pretty slowly, kind of like a sloth. Hmm. It's very calculated movements. Um, and it's not nimble. Oh, I mentioned, did I mention it's five and a half feet long? This thing is enormous. <laughs> wow. I've seen one in real life. Oh, have you? Was it that big? Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was not that big. It was big, though. Okay. I remember it being burly. I mean, this is like kind of the max. I'm giving these stats because it's astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> a 71-pound, five-and-a-half-foot long. This is like a Rottweiler. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I was saying, they move slowly through the trees. Um, they, they don't really jump through trees like lemurs and uh-huh. monkeys do. Uh, usually, if they want to get from one tree to the other, they just climb down the first tree and climb up the second one. They're 75 pounds. They can handle whatever's <laughs> on the ground most yeah. of the time. They don't live in an area with a lot of big mammalian predators. What area? Um, which is Southeast Asia. Okay. Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. Also, like India, Nepal, that area. Uh, Indonesia. They have a pretty wide range. Pretty much wherever there are trees. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Um, but, uh, like, the clouded leopard and the, um, I think, the, the python are the only two major predators that it would have. But clouded leopard is pretty sparse. Yeah. And also, it said the regular leopard, but I didn't think regular leopards lived over there. I thought they lived in Africa. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they live in both They could have walked. Yeah. A long way. I mean, lions used to live in India and in, like, all over that continent. Really? They originally from there? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know where they're originally from. Actually, I'm pretty sure they're probably from Africa, the Middle East and Africa. From um, from the Fertile Crescent? Yeah. But lions used to be ubiquitous. Um, but then now they're mostly in Central Africa. Because people were like, we're going to kill you. We are scared of you There's too to, many. The, to, to the maximum degree. <laughs> this is the scariest thing I could think of. We're going to kill them all. <laughs> you know, there's a I, I heard an interesting thing about how the dragon is a mythological creature based on humanity's, like, biggest fears. Because it's cropped up by itself in a lot of different cultures. Yeah. So it's like a mixture between lions or big cats and snakes. Um, And then also eagles, I heard. And, like, I'm not afraid of an eagle. They kind of have eagle talons. Like, they have the, like, opposed thumb talon. Who does? Like, the medieval dragon. Oh, yeah. Also, you know, wings. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, so they're kind of like a a chimera. Yeah. Like a kind of a mix of animals. Yeah, and it's just mythologically, you know, combining your our our three biggest fears as humans. But I don't understand why people are afraid of eagles. I guess if an eagle attacked you, I'd I'd be if an eagle attacked me, I'd be permanently afraid of eagles. Probably. (laughs) But why would I guess they're in places with bigger eagles? That could have been a problem for kids. Sure. Snakes are... I'm, I'm picturing a bald mm. eagle. But yeah. that, they're not doing that. 
I don't think. There aren't a whole lot of them. I mean, actually, no, there are There are a lot there are of them plenty. now. Golden eagles are huge and like other Maybe things. it's like a vulture or something. Something that like has to do with death. Harpy eagle. Huge. Sure. Like a nine foot wingspan. Anyway, th- those are dragons. And this is, n- this is none of those things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this doesn't have a lot of natural predators. And even the natural predators tend to kind of stay away from this thing. And it doesn't have like the reported ferocity of a honey badger or something like that. Right. But apparently, when it's cornered, it can be pretty ferocious. But for most of the most of the time, it's shy, tends to stay away from people and other things, and stay up in the tree with its prehensile tail. Mm-hmm. And it's omnivorous, like most okay. of the um, Viveridae are. Uh, so Which means? it eats mostly vegetables and well, just like plants and stuff. But it can and will eat insects. And small mammals and birds and um, fish sometimes, although it's not like a main, it's not a staple fish. It's just like, oh, there's there's a fish there. I'm going to try to catch it and eat it. Sort of like bears. Yeah. And they, uh, I mean, from what I saw in their, like a video along the ground, they kind of move like bears. Lumbery? Lumbering pigeon toadness. Hmm. You ever see a bear like, yeah, they have like. Their feet kind of go inward, and they, right. they kind of their whole body is like a cartoon bulldog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> except not quite as bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also they kind of look like raccoon cats. So, bear cat. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, other than being r- really big and heavy and also ar- arboreal, is there anything else interesting about them? <laughs> nope. Podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> There is some stuff that's interesting about them. So, binturongs, like most mammals, have a scent gland. Yeah, um, usually it's gross. Yeah. Like my dogs. I just found that out about my dogs. Did they have a scent gland? I didn't know dogs could do that. They do what? They had, like, s- scent glands near the rectum that releases an unimaginable smell. You know who else has um, scent glands near the rectum? Almost all mammal carnivores. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've only owned one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they all have that. You know who else has sand glands? You and me and people. And they're under our armpits. Okay, but they don't sound, they don't smell like vomit poop. No, but they smell not good. Well, okay, here's the thing. Scent glands in mammals are used for a variety of purposes. So sometimes they're for marking territory, so they're they're there to say like, you know, stay away. Um, sometimes they're there, like in our cases, to release hormones and attract a mate. A mate, which I don't understand. Nobody wants to smell anyone's, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's subconscious. I don't know. I thought it was back the smell of bacteria, like bacteria excrement underneath your armpit that was eating like your sweat or something like that, but. Uh, but it's only under your armpit, and you sweat all over. So there, there might be a wrong. variety of reasons that it makes smell, but there there are hormones released in scent glands in your armpits. Okay, and then deer and other like hooved animals have them like down by their legs, on their legs, not by their legs. Um, and the binturong has his or hers next to what I'll call for the kids their potty parts, their genitalia. Their gen- <laughs> 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 They're potty parts. <laughs> the 
and for them, the purpose of this is to, when they pee, a chemical from the gland, I guess, gets soaks their paws and tail, and they will leave trails of this scent. So they purposely pee all over themselves, like a vulture. I don't... Yeah, I guess. I feel like it's not too difficult. They're a pretty lumbery creature. I think when they pee, it just happens. <laughs> um, it's because I'm so lumbery. <laughs> Got all this lumber. Uh-huh. Well, you, you walk like you're carrying lumber. That's why they call it that. Did you know that? That makes a lot of sense. I made that up, but it sounds right. Doesn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so they they leave these trails with scent that will alert other binturong or bear cat to their location. So it's kind of like for for males... And, like, it's like, I'm going this way. If you're a male, don't come this way. But if you're a female, hey, come on come on over. Um, <laughs> this is the highway. <laughs> so, basically, it, it's like the Animal Kingdom's Plenty of Fish. <laughs> or, I mean, like, online dating site. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, what is Plenty of Fish? It's the most obscure one I could think of. Online dating site? Yeah. Wow. Never heard of it before. Um, <laughs> plenty of fish. Yeah. From plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of like, hey, you 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 come across this scent trail, and you, you, can fi- you follow it, and you find a buddy. That's how... Find a buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's how these scent trails... For your body parts. But that's not the weird thing about it. The weird thing about it is that it smells exactly like popcorn. I, and I will I will tell you that I've s- seen one of these in real life and smelled it in real life. Like extra butter? Or like kind of light on the butter and more salt? It smells like buttered popcorn, but I think that might be because we associate the smell of regular popcorn with buttered popcorn. Okay, just but mostly just smells like popcorn. Yeah. It's just like this smells like a movie theater being around this binturong. I read that it smells also like corn chips. Yeah. And so maybe it's the smell of, just the smell of, like, cooking corn. Yes. Oh, did I did I get it? Ooh, you're close to the twist. Oh, am I? Okay. Um, also, what smells like corn chips, apparently, is dogs' paws. And I always smelled it outside. Yeah, we, we just smelled it. They're, they're kind of like corn chips. I, I don't agree. Well, you smelled morphs. My little Jack Russell Terrier's paws? You should have smelled Yoshi's. My... Whatever he is. <laughs> You're like Pit Dachshund. Yeah. Or Pit... Catahoula, uh, Hound Dog, Dachshund, Corgi. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the twist. So, when I first... I'm so excited. When I first was reading about this and found out about this, I was like, okay, so it's just a scent in nature that is very similar to how we perceive, you know, popcorn to smell. It's just a similar smell for whatever reason. But in fact, it is not just similar. It is the smell of popcorn. What? Here's why. In their urine, they... I, I, I couldn't tell like if it was in the gland or if it was in the urine or if it was a chemical combination of both. But there's a um, chemical compound called 2AP that's found in th- their urine. Yeah. <laughs> and... That's the thing that smells like popcorn. Huh. Guess where it, where else it is? In the binturong's genitalia? 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but it's also in... A dog's paw? Is it in corn? No, it's not in corn. It's in popcorn because it's chemical compound or chemical reaction that happens when corn is heated, it creates... 2AP? 2AP. Tap? Yeah. So it's not just similar. It is the scent. It's the same scent. Oh my gosh. It's the same chemical in both popcorn and this animal's butt. So when someone's like, mmm, smells delicious. You're smelling a binturong. And you're like, that's, that's, uh, it's bear cat pee. Yeah. And they're like, ew, gross. And you're like, no, it's actually still delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're in a movie theater and someone busts open their bag, it's, you're smelling a binturong for all intents and purposes. So it's not the butter. It is the actual popcorn. Yeah. That is the smell. Which is why I said that it, Butter, popcorn, I don't think you smell butter. If you smell a stick of butter, it doesn't have a strong scent. No, but melted butter, things that are melted, things that are uh, heated up usually have a stronger scent because more of the particles are evaporating. Mm -hmm. But you can, I can smell the difference between like just, because baby makes, my wife makes plain popcorn all the time from our air popper and... That doesn't have, like, a very pungent smell. Sometimes, like, oh, it kind of smells like popcorn in here. But, like, you go into a movie theater and you get some of that act, too. <laughs> and that smells like popcorn. So, I think I think the butter enhances it somehow. Maybe, yeah. It's, it's probably the perfect combination, actually, is butter and popcorn. <laughs> um, it doesn't add to it. It just, just becomes the flavor. I like buttered popcorn. <laughs> yeah, you have it, like, every day at work. No, Not really, like there, there's week. actually no butter on it. It's just salted. It's better, uh, it's better and that it. smells like like popcorn to me all the time. Really? That yeah, like smell I, as... I, I will not hear or see you making it and I'll know you have it. I've only had it three times. So many times. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I ate popcorn. I eat it all the time because Bibby makes it every single day. I mean, it's actually a pretty healthy snack it's if like you don't we, load it up with stuff. It's like we own a bear cat. <laughs> But apparently, these things make okay pets. Yeah. I was seeing a lot of them in captivity. Mostly, they're, they they kind of just lounge around on whatever branch or, or, like, park bench they can find. They like to drape themselves over something and kind of lay there like a leopard uh-huh. and sleep. Um, like a cat. The one I saw was just, like, a woman had it on a leash. Where did you see it? I can't remember. What? It was at a zoo... Okay. And it was <laughs> there, there we go. Oh, I'm, yeah, no. I'm, I'm imagining I didn't see it in the park. At first I thought it was a zoo and then you're like I can't remember. So I'm like well, you just went over someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> and they had this exotic 70 pound 6 foot long cat. <laughs> well, I don't it remember like which popcorn. zoo. And you don't remember where you saw it? You making popcorn? Nah. That, that's like that's like that would be one of those most memorable things that ever happened to me. <laughs> well, I didn't get to touch it or anything. It was like I think it was behind a fence. I can't. But it's you, so you, vague in my memory. You clarified it by saying that you were at a zoo, so a lot of strange things happened at zoos, and I understand that you forgot. In fact, it's so vague in my memory that when I started reading about this, I had I didn't immediately know that I had already seen one. Oh, okay. Um, and then it, we were, I got into the popcorn. I'm like, hey, yeah, I, I, I remember this. I mean, it is just like a big black mammal. Yeah. So it could be a sun bear. Yeah. Or a weasel. Right. And I knew, yeah. Like, in fact, 
I didn't even know these like this whole genus or family of mammals existed. They look like interesting. They look like a mix between things. But they're not they're not distinct enough to kind of warrant their own like Disney character. Right. So they all, they look like foxes, some look like weasels, some look like, you know, raccoons. Some of them look like uh they're all kind of long. You know that African cat that has it really long like really big ears and long black tufts coming off of its ears. And it looks like a little spotted leopard, but it's, yeah, it, one of them looks like that. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> one of the, uh, the, I should say the Viveridae. Yeah. Which is this, the whole family of kind of like weasel lemur cats. You might be talking about the Genetta or the Genetta. The what? The, that, that's the species of the, the one that looks like with the ear tufts and stuff. Oh yeah. That one. Yeah, so that one's called... That a, one really looks like a cat. It looks like, yeah, it looks like a cat with a longer foxly face. A vulpine face, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're using your nomenclature on me. <laughs> Just, if you're listening, look up this, look up the bear cat, the Binturong. B-I-N-T-U-R-O-N-G. Or the uh, Arcticus Binturong. Mm-hmm. And, um... You'll find Russell Crowe <laughs> play, playing a bear cat in a Roman gladiatorial tournament. Named in 1824? That's a pretty recent find. Yeah. Because you'd look at it and you'd be like, look, there's a weasel. There's a really big weasel. <laughs> or there's a really big raccoon thing coming at me. Or not coming at me, being very far away from me because it's shy and lives in trees. They were still holding out hope to find the, the unicorns, so they weren't really paying attention to the... At that point, humanity still believed in unicorns. <laughs> yeah. Here there be monsters. <laughs> Alrighty. So does that pretty much cover it? That pretty much covers it. These things are pretty cool. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, that's life. Death. And taxonomy. Roaming the wastelands of Podcastia, the blue-crested listener forages for food and interesting animal facts. Finding a morsel he fancies, the listener logs on to iTunes or the podcast app of his choice and subscribes without a moment's hesitation. He finds that this is the best way to get his animal information without having to live stream. Satisfied with his find, he marks his territory by leaving outstanding reviews for others to see. I guess you never know what you'll find in life, death, and taxonomy.